Alpha Omega London, maker of shoes, creator of waves in the fashion industry. We started this podcast series to tackle head-on the current issues that matter in society and to get honest views from the mouths that matter. In this series of Sustainability of Fashion, we'll be exploring fashion's precarious relationship with sustainability and its attempts to address growing concerns surrounding its non-conservational approaches to society and environment. Thank you all for tuning in to the second episode of our sustainability series. Joining us today, we have Nazina, Kate, Samia, Apranji, and myself, Ashwini. So how are some of these sustainability concerns being tackled within the fashion industry? What have what are some initiatives that you guys think have been put into place and have made a difference, perhaps? I'm not sure that like in, in terms of you need statistics to know on yeah. like actual whether they, any of them have made a difference. Mm-hmm. I suppose as a consumer it's like it's the the ones that are the most visible, like yeah. we've mentioned, yeah. um H and M um and and some of those the big brands that you're familiar with when they bring out a concept and yeah. it's all over the place. There's recycling bins and store and um things like that. So those ones are the most visual. They're the ones people are gonna know about. Mm-hmm. In that case that's making a difference as regards awareness. It's mm-hmm. also making a difference in making that company look more responsible from the outside. Whether it is or not is another question, and that is probably well, not a, going to be transparently yeah. available. That's right. Yeah, it's transparency. Definitely. It's it's how do we measure the real impact that these, you know, so-called you know very superficial ways of addressing the very very big elephant in the room? How are they being measured? How are yeah. we able to track whether that's actually making a huge difference on, you know, the sort of general output of pollution? And it's example. probably not the more visible things no. that actually need to be shifted mm, as a yeah. matter of urgency. Yeah. It's all the stuff behind the scenes that Absolutely. we don't know about that's yeah. probably going to make the biggest difference before yeah. you start, like seeing little bits and pieces on the shop floor. It's and, so true. Yeah. And literally, like along every step from like farming cotton till us disposing of it every single step is there's an issue with regard to sustainability so are they really addressing every single issue because I mean I haven't heard of any measure that really addresses every single issue there's always something that's that's missing there's always a part of it that's Mm. unsustainable so really like which part is important which how how do you know that every single thing is sustainable about well you know again which is why i thought it was important or it's it's just really important for people to understand the definition of sustainability because until then you don't really know what to look out for Mm -hmm. you don't really know what sort of judgments you can make or you know what sort of conclusions you can draw from any you know fashion companies you know uh, you know sort of actions towards a more conscious um you know sort of process or you know operations almost so you know there's a lot that we need to sort of armor ourselves with um and unfortunately a lot of people are a little bit blinded um they don't really feel the need sometimes to fully understand um, so yeah, just making it 
more accessible, I guess, and, and getting people more aware, I think, will will make a massive difference on how companies will be much more transparent. Because as you were saying, Kate, it's all good and well, you know, putting out recycle bins and, you know, just sort of like making those very superficial attempts to look, you know, aesthetically like they're caring. But what about the hidden horrors that are affecting the whole supply chain of a, of a product being, you know, on the shop floor in your hands, in your in your wardrobe? Yeah, I mean, you see, you know, you see the clothing bin and, and that's all great, but there's no, the consumer doesn't know actually when they put something in that where it ends up. Right. If it does do what mm -hmm. it's saying. And also there's probably, although that is an important part of what needs to happen, recycling our waste and yeah. being more aware of what we're using, there are also other probably even bigger issues yeah. behind that that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. That actually that needs to be probably dealt with as a priority you yeah, know, you can't do everything at once. I get that, but like, there's probably bigger fish that mm -hmm. need dealing with before we, you know, start putting our stuff in. Absolutely, I think a good way to measure the impact is a company's carbon and water footprint. It can definitely be a good start to see how much carbon, because every step of the process emits a certain amount of carbon. It releases a certain amount of carbon into the atmosphere. So I think that would be a really good start if companies or even if the government started taking measures to le to introduce certain laws that a, mm. a company can emit so much carbon emission or can release so much, um, have, have uh, this much carbon footprint and that the company would publish this and make it um, and make the customers aware that yeah, yeah. that's what it's doing and it's actually taking initiatives to reduce its carbon footprint or water footprint. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that like could be a good start. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, true. And that sort of answers actually or segues into the, 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 the next question, which is obviously at present how much impact are sustainable measures having on the environment? And I think, you know, um, when you're looking at, um, you know, the encouragement of stakeholders in trying to put right this issue, as you've just mentioned, you know, that's definitely a start and the government do need to get involved. Um, obviously, climate change efforts have been around since the 1960s. So, you know, throughout God knows how many decades, there's been mm -hmm. a real sort of push. I know the United Nations have an environmental programme um, and, you know, they're sort of getting a lot of countries involved, signing all sorts of, you know, documentation to encourage our nations to be much more sort of conscious um, about the environment. But what's quite interesting is that I guess the pace is very slow and it's very patchy and there's no real commitment either. And I think the reason why, very cynically, is because it there's no real sort of economic incentive. incentive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the only way that that can sort of change is if we change, I guess, the economic paradigm, if we change kind of like capitalism. Because capitalism really is, and it's something that we'll talk about a little <laughs> bit later. Quite big yeah, no, but it, I mean, it's something that is hinged on profitability, and profitability is kind of like linked to consumption. So, you know, really and truly, the incentive, particularly in the fashion industry, is for us to consume more. <laughs> um, that by any be means a necessary. Task to how, yeah. how to get people to consume to, less. Right. Well, that's it, and it, you know, it's it's sort of like. Um, that's for me the the one of the key points one of the key takeaways to this is changing our behavior it's changing 
our the, the the processes that we go through when we're consuming, understanding the importance of buying less, of being more conscious, and making more sustainable mm-hmm. choices, like all those things that they're, they're very they're going to be very difficult, but it, it's a change that needs to happen. But you know, going back to the question, um, you know, there are, the governments are sort of that they're, they're they're flirting with the whole sort of prospect of you know, making more sort of sustainable measures. Um, and, you know, going back into the industry, the fashion industry, that as, as we were explaining, they are flirting with the prospect of making slight changes. But again, it's slow, it's patchy, it's not as, mm-hmm. you know, impactful as we would like for it to be. Yeah, it, it's something, but obviously, like, something this big will take time as well. Yeah. You can't really expect it to happen. But like you said, it's been going on since the 1960s. And since then, do you guys think there's been something significant? I mean, that's so many years ago and has had things yeah, changed. definitely gained more momentum now that people are openly discussing it. I yeah. think maybe like social media and stuff Definitely. as well. Social like media plays a huge... You have a lot more access to information mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, the sharing of information yeah. is now yeah. a yeah. lot easier. Yeah. The, the funny thing about social media is like on one side, it can really like educate you and you can learn about like sustainability, mm-hmm. for instance. I don't think there's anyone who has like an Instagram or a Facebook or something who hasn't heard of sustainability. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you look at consumerism and everything, it's... um. I mean, how many of us go out and buy a new dress to wear to a party just because we already have pictures of the right. previous outfit on Instagram? Right. Like, I mean, I know I'm guilty of that, which is, <laughs> you know, that that's something that didn't happen before. Because if you wore an outfit once, you said, oh, OK, yeah, no problem. I can wear it again. But now it's like, oh, no, that's oh, that's on Instagram. I can't wear that again. It's- yeah. Yeah. But how about from a macro level as well? I mean, we we do talk about the industry, but would it not be... Um, prudent also or wise for the 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 sort of wider economic community and the political community to really kind of get involved as well and you know to make a change like I know for example Trump's administration very recently loosened regulations regulating the fossil fuel companies um, and 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 you know providing tax reliefs etc which you know as much as we want to talk about the, the industry's efforts towards negating the environmental impact on, on the wider sort of setting, it's not really going to make much more of a difference because you've got the real prominence of the fossil fuel industry that are, you know, emitting so much crap into our environment. I suppose the thing is, though, that eventually the fossil fuel industry is ultimately going to come unstuck. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're not going to have an industry because there's going to be it's no raw material yeah. to yeah. do it with. I guess what the fashion industry could do if it took a bit more of a lead on this is provide an example of a workable business model that others can adopt. If yeah. you see one industry and they've made a success of it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, but if they can do it, and and ultimately yeah. kind of come around and start making profit or at least you know break even it's you know it's not a massive failure yeah yeah if they mm-hmm. can do that and others other industries will follow because yeah. eventually they're mm-hmm. gonna a lot of them aren't gonna have a choice anyway it would be better to do start making those changes now before your hand is completely forced absolutely either by legislation or by absolute necessity because yeah. you've got nothing left yeah yeah but if there's 
an industry that's kind of led the way and said that you can do this it is workable mm-hmm. it's it's not easy but it's workable yeah then yeah. everyone else has got something to aim for yeah, so maybe true. that is what makes the difference how much do you think a, a role is played with technology i guess in 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 what you've just said because having you know other sort of stakeholders within this whole sort of like little ecosystem you've got going on if they come in as well to encourage or incentivize exactly what you just you sort of mentioned and support mm. businesses to adopt that sort of more um ecological business model then you're kind of creating a, a, a much more robust sort of industry but you need definitely the collaboration yeah of you know other sort of key stakeholders within this yeah i mean and also look, there's a lot of crossover yeah amongst industries about providing various different products but i think if one industry is going to really make a commitment to going down that route it, it, again their suppliers the people who are, are you know they're going to have to have a rethink and all those little sort of tentacles that join up and ultimately make the fashion industry yeah yeah you know, people are going to have, other people might have to start shifting slightly to accommodate that. You know, right. the, the fashion industry does have, maybe it's not the most, it's well, it's not the most powerful industry, but it does have a lot of power. Absolutely. So there is there is things it can use, it throw its weight behind yeah. in order to start cha- having a bit of an impact on other industries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reminder you're listening to the fashion vanguard's eo london podcast please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on give us a review and carry on the protest enjoy the rest of the podcast well also going back to the government policies and that issue i think um a lot of times also there are laws in place, but are they being enforced? Because I know that a lot of um, manufacturing, obviously, like textiles and stuff, for instance, is done in other countries. Mm. And um, I'm from India and I know that there, like there's a lot of textile manufacturing and there are laws about chemicals not being let into rivers and everything. Yes. But I mean, you bribe someone, you give them a pound and they exactly. let you do it. Do which they is, actually yeah. do it? Do they actually stick to those? by those exactly. laws? Absolutely yeah, not. No. They need mm. to be enforced. Employment yes. laws varying by outsourcing. Yes. You don't have especially. to go with the, if, you know, the, the home countries, maybe more rigorous employment laws. They can just like yeah, wash their hands of that definitely and also when things are phrased as guidelines you know and it's it's not a law it's just a guideline and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. literally yeah. no Insipid. one is doing that yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh, it's yeah. true so it's i true. think nations would have to unite to be able to actually do something to actually make a change because yeah. um like you've mentioned the um, the the garments are actually produced in a different country so there has to be some sort of uh some sort of a mecha- some sort of um, connection that mm. allow that or some sort of regulations across nations that they're taking this initiative together and I think only then would it actually yeah. make an impact like a, a sort of a whole industry regulation mm-hmm. that applies to across cr- and not just separate like yeah. regulations for the country yeah because I think that's the real issue as well uh, as um as I think we were discussing um before which is 
you know, one nation can enforce whatever regulation, but then that's not binding across other nations. And then where you've got globalization and you've got, you know, sort of products being made in various different throughout the whole process, throughout the sort of supply chain and, and product lifestyle pro process, you know, you'll have different nations governing in different ways the whole sustainability issue, whereas if we have something that is almost like a blanket, mm -hmm. you know... Actually, there's um, something... I forgot who it's by. I think it might be by the United Nations. And there's, like, a list of goals yes. where it's, like, no poverty, no hunger, no mm. feed the fish or something like that. Feed and the fish. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if, if they were... Or if it wasn't just a law or like an aim, like and get these companies to actually be part of that thing, and like it'd be convenient for them in some way, rather than it being convenient for them to throw stuff in the river or something yeah. like. That. I think I know what you're talking about. It's called the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, which yes. is by the United Nations. Yeah, ah. yeah. Like if they were put under that, and there was like some kind of positive thing coming out of it. Yeah, like yeah. I think that would like s help yeah. us move forward. But the thing is, people aren't aware of it. Like you see, all of these organizations taking these initiatives, but people aren't aware of it. Like a majority of the population, they aren't aware that they are doing these things. So I think it's important to put it out there for all people to know that yes, the government or, the, or these organizations like the United Nations, they're doing these things for the betterment of the environment. But and you need to do your part. Basically. Exactly. So awareness, I think, I, I think it all comes down to making people aware of what is happening around you and making them understand that, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> things are happening and you have to play a bigger role in this. Maybe like shocking the person. Like, have you seen that oh, video? Oh, in with like the electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> Just I mean, like it's a little bit medieval. No, <laughs> <laughs> no carry on. I mean, I mean, like um, shocking them, like show them something really traumatizing, like that <laughs> that turtle with the straw up its nose. That's like <laughs> made people. That's made us. <laughs> Like it was crying and there was blood everywhere. Oh and then, like he survived, they pulled the straw out, but it's made us it's the evening standard ended up doing like something where they changed from plastic straws to paper straws. So then mm. the evening standard. Yeah. yeah. Well they they, they started um campaigning for it um after Turtlegate. And they, uh, but actually, a lot of a lot of shops, companies, businesses are abandoning the plastic wow. straw. Yeah, so things like and stuff as well, like you have paper straws now. Yeah, and going going over to or paper like straws. straws. I think the only yeah. the only Stainless slight thing is that where <laughs> Peter, like the the animal rights oh, he's group, got a name. Um, Peter. No, oh, no, that's no, not the the right. That's an organisation. <laughs> <laughs> I've just named a turtle. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a good name for a turtle. Yeah, sure he looked he looked a bit like a Peter. <laughs> yeah, so definitely like making people um aware of these things and sort of really showing them the extent of and like how bad it can be because otherwise you think, oh yeah, like 
polar bears are dying on like Pluto they're gonna be like yeah I don't really care people can also because of these things they can also choose to ignore it that oh my god this is happening I'd rather not know about it just because for my peace and for my so it's important to market or to promote these things in a in a better way that actually is not too too extreme yeah well we're not what I was gonna say right um Peter, for ethical people with the ethical treatment of animals, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, they ran those quite successful campaign, the fur campaigns yeah. that were very, very shocking. So I'm using it, but we're not as shockable as we used to be. Yeah, because of apathy. <clears throat> yeah, basically. So mm-hmm. perhaps if they ran those campaigns again, but, would it have yeah. quite the same impact as Probably when they not. first came out? Yeah, yeah. No, but the, that's true. Like. Peter's campaign against fur and everything has made a huge difference. Mm. Like, the number of designer labels that now don't use fur, it's like... Donatella like Versace recently yeah. said that mm. we're not going to use fur anymore. Yeah, like, that was so many, big, honestly. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, although we have seen, like, with the, the whole trend cycle, there's mm. suddenly, you know, every sort of few seasons, there's, like, a bit of a backlash and someone just throws fur on the, you know, all over mm. the catwalk and it's almost, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit of a you yeah, to yeah. the animal rights groups um yeah. and then it, it sort Which of all starts up. Yeah, yeah starts all over mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. um but i think for the most part their campaign probably has had a lot of impact i think what you're just seeing now is the the adverse effect of some of the faux furs that are coming out yeah um mm-hmm. There's there's some great stuff out there, but mm. there are some of the mm. other ones that are actually got their own issues with sustainability, and of again course. where like a certain company, high street companies got a bit caught out because it transpired that some of their faux fur was actually real. Mm. Oh my goodness! Um, and it's actually from because it's done things like rabbit, and it's from mm. the very the much cheaper end of the market. It's actually yeah. all mixed in. It all depends yeah. on the designers' morals as well. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. even in <clears throat> CSM MA, there was. They used real fur, like the students used real fur, and then there ended up being like a protest outside our uni about it. And I don't know, it just depends, because so many of us at CSM are interested in sustainability. And I was really surprised finding out that students in my uni would end up... I mean, I can see how like people working in the industry for a while, and myself included, when, when I started out, as, as a student and you'd mm. see for, and you know I was sort of properly the era of the Peter campaign and stuff like that mm. so you sit and it, it was a complete shock and you wouldn't touch it and you wouldn't go anywhere near it and then you work in the industry for a bit longer and it's so it's not that you you know I personally wouldn't use it wear it or anything else but you start to become a bit immune yeah. to that a little bit because you're around it all the time yeah. you see it all the time you're seeing it at trade shows you're seeing designers bring it in you're seeing it at fabric shows mm-hmm. um so you do you don't quite have that same sort of angry reaction yes. yeah yeah vitriol yeah. to it that you did yeah. what you know if you if you're around it a lot you kind of takes the edge off it a bit mm-hmm. like yeah. it's seen as normal yeah. yeah you just get used to it being around even if even if you don't sort of partake in it yeah. yourself you're still kind of i suppose unconsciously supporting yeah. it by not you know guess it's just human nature yeah it's like new year's resolutions where you say oh i saw someone who i don't know had some really bad health problems so i'm never gonna eat something again but then two days later you're like you know what i think i'm just gonna yeah, get well, you some just of forget that. because just, also you do things just habit happens. as well yes, it's just... yeah yeah <laughs> To conclude, most campaigns have tackled one facet of sustainability, but across a broader spectrum, 
there's been, well, not much of an impact. Yeah, I think you um, you see, you know, we, we get the fur industry, the protesters, campaigners against the fur industry. That's had quite a big impact. That is, is, is not fixed by any means, but it's been it's raised awareness. It, it has had an impact. It's made a change to how the industry is run, how it's promoted, how acceptable it is to the consumer. Um, but then that's only like a tiny part Just a of it. Small portion. Mm. You've you've dealt with the fur. You've still got microbeads to deal with. Uh, if you've dealt with the microbeads, then you've got the water consumption mm. for a pair of jeans to deal with. If you deal with water consumption there's something else and so on and so on and so on yeah like individually campaigns I think have have, there's been plenty that have made a real impact on that small part but I don't think we've seen one that is all encompassing yeah like a blanket approach 